I hope I'm not Mr. Sneezy today. Because I hope I'm not Doc or Goofy today. Wait, there's no there's no, <laughs> there's uh, no dwarf called Goofy. <laughs> well, what what if it was right? Gorsh. What? Yeah, Gorsh. I mean, the Snow way White? Disney's doing, they're going to be digitally inserting, you know, Goofy and Olaf into all their movies from now on. I actually feel like Goofy's kind of like relegated to the background a little bit. Like, like when you th- when you really think about it, like Goofy had like a moment in like the nineties and two thousands, right? You had like you had a Goofy, Goofy movie, Goofy, extremely was Goofy huge. movie, yeah. And then now he's been like he's been fucking retconned. You know, you know what Disney should do? What coasting what off of the success of uh of like BoJack Horseman. They could do like a sequel to very goofy movie set in the like twenty twenties where Goofy is like washed up and he's like Gorsh, I'm not gonna do any more goofy or, movies. Or maybe he's like actually smart, but everyone thinks he's stupid and like and he's, he's like, just, like Gorsh, I have a PhD, <laughs> a pretty huge dick. <laughs> that's the that's and the, he also he also has a like a big penis and no one expects that out of Goofy. Yeah, because everyone knows stupid people have the smallest penises. Yeah, I mean, have you seen Albert Einstein? <laughs> I have seen his. I have seen his nudes. Yeah, he yeah. has many of them. His his tongue is out and his dick's out. <laughs> Albert Einstein was a huge slut. <laughs> slut, slut, slut him out, guys. Slut, slut out for yeah. science, baby. We're we're slut shaming Albert Einstein. Yeah, smart people shouldn't have sex. Actually, I think I don't think so. I mean, that's that's what uh, Paul said. <laughs> Paul, who? The Bible. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually I knew him as Saul of Tarsus, actually. So okay, you knew him before. Yeah, before before like the cloud or the angel appeared to him on like a fucking horse, and he's like, "We got hey. we got to stop talking about <laughs> religion, <laughs> religion in every episode." You better we find religion. Listen, Doc. listen. That from? We both went to we both went to Christian schools. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Yeah, I'm sorry, God. I've done things that would shame you. No, what's the line from Angels and Demons? It's all like, like the like the one of the preferities, like God have God. I hope God forgives you. He goes like, I've done many things. Like, he won't forgive me for what I've done, but he'll forgive me for what I'm about to do. Whoa! And I'm like, hell yeah, dude! I'm like, I'm gonna make God kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just to commit the worst sins. <laughs> well, okay. Here's here's a here's a small like Christian thing. So. You know how, like, okay, so Seventh-day Adventists, I, I don't know how we haven't had a religion thing and how that's impacted our style. I feel like we absolutely should. This is, we kind of did one, and when we looked back at it, I think our audio was fucked up. You couldn't hear anything that anyone was talking about in our stream. You can find that oh, on no. YouTube. Anyway, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, and we have a big, firm thing on, like, being on fire for God. I'm sure that that's like a, that's like, you know, that's on every kind of Christian thing, but we had a, like, we focused, speaking of Paul, his letter about, like, being lukewarm where like it's you either got to be like so gung-ho or you know or just like not be into it but the worst is when you're lukewarm and so i feel like that kind of affected me a little bit like where i if i don't feel like super if i don't feel like i love it i don't like it so maybe you're like a lot you're a lot like anton ego that's right (laughs) i don't like food i love it yeah um damn i had another joke about this damn thing but i totally i totally forgot um but yeah, Saul of Tarsus. What a what a guy. <laughs> what a what a what, what a, a race g- traitor for a little bit, right? Because he was like, he was like. Condemned. I don't remember. I don't remember that. 
<laughs> well, okay, I guess he was turning. He was like turning over like other like well, the first Christians were like Jewish, right? Like Peter. Oh, and oh, you're talking. Okay, he was like a tattletale or something. He's a narc, I think, and then uh-huh. God appeared to him. Uh, read the Bible, guys. We're sponsored by the Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> we're gonna. This is gonna be oh. more alienating than anything we've ever talked about. I do um. remember what I was gonna say now. <laughs> uh, Seventh Day Adventists believe that the worst thing you could do is it is like blasphemy. So um, I remember like a, a pastor said he went to a satanic church and they did hymns, but they replaced like the, like any reference to God to reference to Satan. And the guy was like, I cried because that's the worst <laughs> thing you could do. Like you can't take this, this and get it wrong like that. That's cried. the worst. Yeah, that's so, fun. That's a fun reaction. I like have. how it makes Satanists out to just be kind of little little shits. You know, they're just like yeah, oh, they're just us. little stinkers. Like the the UK version of Dennis the Menace out there, like you know, being mean with their dog. That's right. Like look at look at this yeah. little, little asshole right here. Look at look at Anton Lavey out here. <laughs> ah, he's Satan. so churlish. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the current guy? Uh, it could be. Yeah. Gonna have to part the curtains to find out. Speaking of parting curtains. <laughs> it's time to light the lights and... I don't. Well, actually, the Muppet Show is not a movie, but there is a couple of Muppet movies. And folks, we love the movies. We're talking about movies today, da, but da, not da, movie da, style. Da. Yeah, not movie style. No, 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 no. This is different. This is different. You have, if you want movie style, you have to go to our Patreon. That's right. Or actually, you know, if you really like movie style, go to Banff, uh, like I think Banff.com. I mean, ba- he's... Or Banff style? Banff style, yeah. I think, yeah. honestly, I, I don't know his name in real life. I'm so sorry. But he's got, like, the best movie. Like, I mean, again, we, we do our stuff on Patreon because if he heard it for free, he would be sad by how much we suck at talking about movie style. <laughs> he has yeah. done some of the best stuff. But... That's that's a that's a topic for another day. Great guys. screenshots on that site. Uh, yeah, he yeah we he has some of the best screenshots I think, uh, and he, he has, has like, some of he, the best screenshots. <laughs> some of the best. Um, but we're yeah. not talking for once. We're not talking about movie style today. We're talking about thinking about life like a movie. Life like a movie. Yeah, from my, Rascal my Flats. life a movie, bro. That's right. Um, we are talking about cinematic dressing. And and vibes, <laughs> movie vibes. And vibes, yeah. <laughs> it's um, called vibe. And so, I mean, this is, I mean, this is like another uh, relatively broad topic. Yeah. Um, sorry. That gets. <laughs> sorry, everybody, but um, yeah. This so this is you know it's 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 like about like thinking visually, being able to you know. I guess not like directly rip off a costume from a movie, but being able to, you know, get inspiration, take the vibe of the movie and yeah. uh, kind of express that in your style. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like Spencer said, it's, it's not just about like, Oh, I'm going to dress like, like Indiana Jones. It's like, it's like what would Indiana Jones wear if he was off duty? It's just a, a framing or a mindset you can use when creating clothes or creating, sorry, not creating, not creating clothes. That's a different story, but creating <laughs> outfits and putting stuff together. But some people um, do use this to create clothes. That's as we'll, true, as we'll as get we'll into. discuss later. Um, yeah. And so I think an important piece of context for this yes. is that Ethan and I, um, uh, Ethan closer than me, but we both live pretty Physically. close to <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you're within the 30 mile zone. I think I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like maybe 20 miles outside of it. 
So um, 50 miles outside of it. The yes. 50 miles zone. Yeah. But um, anyway, we do, FMC. we both have a lot of friends that work in, like, in Hollywood costuming. Like, we know costumers and, uh, or a lot of people that just work and we've in shopped other... at, at We've shopped at wardrobe uh, yeah. uh, warehouses. You know, we have friends who are studying film, who have made film, who mm. aspire to be filmmakers, who yeah, aspire we have to a be lot, actors. Yeah, we have a lot a lot of showbiz friends and this is uh, and not so i th- think I, I this is not because we're so cool it's also because we just live here and it's yeah this is what happens when happen. you live yeah yeah when you live like... around la you know people that work in movies and so i think that if you're if you're someone that grows up in that environment this kind of thinking is going to be i don't know it's going to be it's going to come more naturally yeah yeah, and I also want to so say for those of you outside of LA, I know that we're gonna we we might we might sound like crazy people, but this is how we sound. This is how I know we I had lunch think. and I saw Patrick Swayze. I don't know. I couldn't think of like a famous person <laughs> that wasn't like a fucking celebrity. You, or you whatever. saw Jay Leno get yeah. in a car accident. I did. Once. I did say I see Jay Leno. I've seen I've seen him. I've seen composer John Powell. I've seen I've seen some comedians because I did go to a, some comedy shows and everything. Um, but I also want to say one big thing here is this comes from a kind of becoming like like a, a movie enthusiast like maybe not so much a film bro maybe spencer and his friends more so than me but we we love watching movies for fun yeah you know i don't think i am not like a letterboxed fanatic here but i mean spencer i mean one of the things me and spencer like connected on when we were friends is like we just like watching movies and spencer has introduced me to a lot of movies and a lot of mm-hmm. ways of thinking about movies you know old yeah. movies right yeah I mean, yeah i mean yeah. i really i really do you know i like i like movies a lot i've always been I've always been into the movies um, since since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I do like, I mean, I, you know, I was into vintage. I like a lot of like old movies. My yeah. favorite thing to do is like, you know, on, on a Sunday morning is to pop on TCM and eat breakfast. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to like, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I, I like putting on movies like, you know, even just like as background noise. Um, obviously can't do that, but I, sure. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot of movies that uh, deserve your full attention. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have something on, uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, yes, and you do. I don't, and I do, you know, you, you say that you don't really get as much inspiration from like TV shows or movies. I don't feel like I ever, I mean, I guess sometimes when I'm wearing a jungle jacket and like, you know, a like a chambray shirt i'm basically dressed like doc sportello yeah but i don't think i ever like directly steal you know like lift costumes but if i watch enough movies with a in a certain genre or anything it puts me in a certain mood uh that influences you know like how i you know what kind of clothes i pick out and it's one of those things right we we can't yeah pick yeah this is called vibe (laughs) i mean it's one of those things of of just being aware of what influences you right like Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people like to say that social media isn't a form of inspiration i think it is too but then you know there's also other forms of media like you know like a movie like a movie represents so many different things you know time period music lighting mm-hmm. mood vibe i mean uh, and, and of course the costuming too so there's a lot of vibes like you can dress like a movie without directly like as you said directly lifting an outfit but you can be like okay i just watched a 70s film i feel like being 70s today what yeah. does that mean um so yeah, Spencer's kind of introduced that to me. Um, I'm more of the pop culture stuff. I mean, I I feel like that's not a, a new thing for anybody to know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd, uh, a bad one at that. Like you know, <laughs> I'm like I'm like not a cultural nerd. I try to be. You know, I I do like 
being like my Frasier, but I do like watching, you know, kind of world building movies, sci-fi adventure movies, not high fantasy like like Lord of the Rings. Although Spencer and I did watch that for the first time last year, um, but you know, talk about like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Back to the mm-hmm. Future, where there's kind of like this, you know, there's more fun involved here. And I, you know, that could be a form of escapism for me. Uh, my my mom was also a nerd, so she, you know, she watched the original Star Wars multiple times in theaters. You know, she signed up for Bantha Tracks, which was the old seventies uh, and eighties uh, Star Wars uh, like fan letter magazine kind of a thing oh, that's that fun. like that like tracked the production of it. You know, she was the one who first told me like Blue Harvest was the uh, the name of Return of the Jedi. So I've always been kind of um, into that, and it, with TV as well, like I liked Heroes stuff like that, and so. For me, um, I know Spencer never really said he wanted to work in Hollywood. I don't think we did either. Mm-hmm. But I actually made a lot of films when I was a kid. I uh, like you know one of my first things was was uh, asked one of my first um, presents for like when I was a teen, like when I was twelve or thirteen years old, was getting a like a digital camera. Yeah, and I would and I would make a lot. I mean, Spencer and some people in Discord know that I have made a lot of movies, and they're not like serious stuff. I mean, maybe I tried to. Um, there's some definitely dramatic ones. There's some dramatic stuff, but there's a lot of focus on more like adventure, silly, and and action stuff there. Yeah. And there's always like a world involved. I try and you know have references to backstory that maybe is not shown in the film, but you know you kind of go, okay, maybe this guy's got something behind there. Like, you know, maybe a guy had a parent whose tragedy forced him to sign up for the army. That's the reference that no one will know, but Spencer knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I I also yeah I had a video camera. I think it was like a VHS camera and like elementary school and middle school that i would do like skits with with like mm-hmm. a couple friends um i don't think any of those are on youtube thank god um <laughs> mine are but yeah i yeah but i don't think i i'm i'm really i don't want to necessarily like make movies but i really really like all the behind the scenes stuff like, yes you, I, write, I love... you read a lot of books about that you watch documentaries a lot yeah, I'm like really interested in like all behind the scenes like aspect of movie making. So I think I think it would be fun to be like a director or production designer, but like you know, I don't really want to get into the industry <laughs> just having yeah, heard of it. Yeah, I I, through I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in the industry either, but I do like the idea of I mean, it, it kind of just comes with being a little bit of a creative um, you know, mm. whether that means you are a filmmaker or you like doing it for fun, but you know, to be able to control this world. And so that's again for me like seeing Star Wars like okay, what could I make? And not just like oh, writing like a space fantasy or a space opera, but like, you know, what what goes on into it? Like what does the lighting look like? What do the costumes, what do the people sound like? And for me yeah. especially, what does the music sound like? I think music i mean to me i think that's what i get most from movies and maybe that translates a little bit to how i am focused on creating a world i think that music is a world itself you know they can have a musical narrative of a film Mm -hmm. so yeah i i think well yeah i i think if i were to uh make movies what it would be like i don't know like it would either i would either just like straight up copy like a bunch of like uh like moves from like 60s or 70s like directors or it would be something like like Wes Anderson or Guillermo del Toro where it's just a really specific like visual world. Yeah, um, I think I think we're the same in that regard. Like yeah. I really, you know, um I know we're going to talk about like director fits in the future well, because uh-huh. we were we were actually we're going to we were going to add it was to gonna, this that one, was but like originally it was too long. the topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, originally the topic. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, if I made something, I haven't made anything in a long time. I have been relegated to mainly scoring, um, you know, for 
for fun for like the past three or four years, one project a year. Um, mm. But yeah, I think if I did make one, it would kind of be the same way. I definitely love a lot of like the way Fincher handles cinematography. I love dramatic lighting, especially green and yellow lighting that Fincher yeah. does and everything. Um, again, favorite movie, one of the favorite movies, Social Network, one of the top right there. That's a good one. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we, we've always had this kind of idea of thinking cinematically. Like, again, for me, like I also think about that when I'm doing photography. But I we believe that this is a fun way to approach dressing up. Yeah. Um, Kiyoshi in our Discord, we kind of, you know, again, our Patreon Discord, great place to kind of contribute ideas, not just uh, for the topics, but actually contribute to the discussion itself. Kiyoshi says that world building can help you establish a point of view more easily. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's a great way of thinking about it because it's, it's not, again, it's not as easy as just, you know, dressing like a character. Like I said, it's about finding this world cinematically, I guess, of where your outfit fits into. And it could be, yes. um, we'll talk about what this world means later, but it could be, you know, where you are trying to fit in or it could be what you project yourself. I think, again, it, this is not like, it's a little bit of like main character syndrome, but spun a bit more positively and less narcissistically. I mean, if you want to call yeah, it, I, s- I would say it's narcissistic maybe, and I'm a narcissist, so. If, if you really want to boil this topic down, it's like, it's, it's, just a, it's just kind of about like a way of figuring out how you want to express yourself to others. Like thinking, you know, thinking like a costume designer, because characters in movies, they wear specific garments for certain reasons, you know, like it, it tells a little bit of their backstory or what they do. And it is a little bit cheesy, but, you know, you can do the same kind of thing with your wardrobe. And yeah. I also think that we do this because, once again, it's like a vintage habit. Because when you're when you're dressing vintage, you 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 kind of have to like you know if you want to fit in at least with the LA scene, you have to kind of like pick a specific time period. You can't just be like, oh, I'm wearing this like you know crazy '70s jacket with this like you know thir- '30s pants and like '50s tie or something. You have to say I'm like this specific person in like 1943. Like this is my job. Yeah. And these are the kinds of clothes that a person in this profession would wear. And even then, right? Like I mean, it comes down to how you want to approach it because sometimes you could be that uh-huh. you, like if you want to be that guy who combines a lot of vintage stuff that's kind of a point of view too that's kind of an intentional yeah. thing but you know for us you know at least um when we were when we were dressing um we had to think about stuff vintage very specifically not that we had to but we just we like that idea we actually like mm-hmm. it wasn't that it's better than the other thing it's just that we like the challenge of going okay we like the 30s so is this outfit what a banker would wear in 1936 is this what a railroad worker would wear in 1932 it was just a depression mm-hmm. thing it's a farmhand and again like it's just a, f- a different way of coming at it you know it's just we we like that frame of mindset and so that's kind of what was the basis for dressing cinematically so now yeah you know we don't have a lot of context anymore like again like yeah there are some jobs that need it like you know if you, if you work at the bank now you probably still have to wear a dark suit you know if you work you know if you're selling something you're a car dealer or a barista some baristas like our friend chris are able to wear whatever they want that's cool but you know you might have a uniform and have to wear an apron but largely you know, the more you, the, you know, the more the world gets fractured, the less context and the less outfit context, um, like or situations there are, you mm-hmm. know, and so formality goes out the window. What like what does a college student wear? I mean, you could think about what what an average college student wear, but there's nothing that prescribes. Uh, there's there's nothing prescriptive for a college student, right? Or for me, I'm a video game marketer now. 
I don't like there's what do those guys look like? Do they wear t-shirts? Do they wear blazers? Do they wear sweater? Like there's nothing there. So we have this all this freedom here, you know, and it's left to our interpretation. So for us who like movies, who, you know, get into the fun of it and who grew up with the vintage mindset, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we have a lot of room here to think cinematically of, okay, what vibes are we going to push out there? And uh, yeah, I mean, because when you think about it, even with movies, everything is so carefully considered like a yes. movie is not just filming i mean there are some movies like that which is kind of cool like you know like kind of auteur stuff or like uh you just escape. set up a camera <laughs> yeah you set up a camera or yeah. escape from Tomorrowland or that where we're like you just, oh you just, <laughs> you just film with your phone at disneyland or disney world i'm sorry bad movie by the well no they did they no i'm sorry they, they, they did pickup shoots at disneyland because they got kicked out of disney <laughs> yeah. world that's right Look up that one. I think it's on Amazon or something like that. It's really bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It doesn't. It almost like it could be like a German existential film or something, but it's not. It's like it's like what someone. It's like a, what a high school. Not even that. It's what a weird like thirty year old man would think of as an existentialist and film. He's, and he's commentary. too horny. The he's, main character so spends the whole movie like chasing after like teenage girls. It's, it's so, so and he's bad. The good guy. It's so, it's so weird. It's so bad. Um. So don't do that. <laughs> but. But again, like, you know, with, with the most, like, you know, if we're talking for me, again, big budget blockbuster films, I don't care, mass market, I love them. I love Marvel. But even then, there is still lighting, color grading, you know, set designing, blocking. There's so much that goes into it that, you know, I wouldn't say like it, uh, the challenge there is to make it all look authentic. Like, you know, you don't want, you, you want to feel like you're, when you're watching it, you want to feel immersed in that world. And especially the mm. actors are, are going to be in that world. So it's a little bit of both, right? It's a bit of how others perceive you and how you are creating it. And that fun challenge is all a part of cinematic dressing that we actually enjoy. Like it, it just, you know, you could say that we're thinking too hard about it, but maybe that's the right I mean, way of thinking about it. Yeah. It's for us uh, at least. It, if for us, it's the right way of doing it. I mean, like you said, it's like it's just kind of a we, we keep calling it fun, but it is like just a fun challenge when getting dressed, because as you said, if there's like no context, if there's no suggestion, sometimes like that's when I get like overwhelmed with. Uh, yeah, when with, nothing like, matters. Right. Yeah. Not to be all Mark Zuckerberg, but that's when I get decision fatigue or whatever, where, where there's no. <laughs> oh, there's, no. We're, I mean, we're, we're the real STEM guys now. <laughs> we're the real STEM guys. But I, we're going to have to do an episode about the improv mindset that's eventually true. because it's it's like it's 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 getting a suggestion for a scene, essentially. Yeah. Scenes from a hat, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That would, hey, maybe that would be a fun thing. Having a hat with a bunch of like outfit suggestions on there that you that you pull out of your uh, right. pull out every time before you get dressed i i think that that's where you know not to be all chess minded here but i think that's where people might find an issue with uh, with this cinematic dressing thing i feel like it assumes that we have a lot of power or assumes a person has too much power over their environment and i would say that this is also just like with hollywood we are just in la where context really doesn't matter working from home is such a it's so prevalent i mean i work from home completely now you know we don't or my company doesn't have to have zoom uh, our cameras on for zoom so i get you know it would be sad to kind of just have that decision fatigue of you know whatever so it's fun to be like okay today i feel like dressing like my interpretation of ivy you know what does what does a 60s ivy guy what, what would he wear to his job or or you know maybe today i'm gonna go out you know like french french style and, and you know dark tailoring to a bar because i feel like okay like that's the kind of character that i want to be mm-hmm. and again you can't you know obviously you can have your own decisions of whether or not that's applicable to you but not to pull rank here, but we got Mr. Ralph Lauren himself, oh, who yeah. is, is the king of doing this shit, man. Yeah, he did a whole uh, he did a whole interview with a Hollywood Reporter 
um, about this, the the documentary that I think we talked about on stream, right? Mm-hmm. Very Ralph. Very Ralph. Um, Very Ralph. Uh, it has a it has a lot about this, but yeah. So he he is he is I think he coined like the the term like cinematic dressing, or you know he's he's the one that uh, when when you talk about a cinematic approach to dressing, I think he's like I don't know the most famous practitioner probably. Yeah. Of um, Satanism. But yeah, when. <laughs> he's so churlish but um but yeah so uh he whenever he puts together a collection he has like a, a staging room uh which he fills with like you know like uh, furniture like paintings like art decor whatever um not just the like actual clothing but things that you know kind of fit the same visual aesthetic or fit the same vibe that he's going for with the collection yeah. Um, do you want to do you want to read that quote? Yeah, that absolutely. Have? And this is something I, I really love. I'm glad that Spencer found this. But he says here, when I started designing, it was never just about the tie or the shirt or the dress. It was always about the hero or the heroine I had in mind. They are the stars of my movies and express what I have to say. I study their character and I create for them and through them. I guess you could say in some ways I am the director and the screenwriter. I write yeah. through my clothes. That's that's amazing right there. And I mean, I found yeah, well, go go on, but I found another good quote that talks about one of his more recent collections. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so uh he did this, I mean, he did something with uh Ralph's Club, which is also something that Kyoshi mentioned in our Discord. Yeah. Um but that was that was a really really cool collection, um or at least like uh, the the like photo shoot was very cool cuz it was like it was like old Hollywood, everyone's in like you know, you know this like special club whatever special club this fancy club yeah wearing like black tie um here we go maybe i do offer a little escapism uh given the world we live today uh i couldn't find a location that expressed the story i was trying to tell so i created a so i created a glamorous nightclub that brought the clothes to life and let you dream a little that's great. I love that. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about this, it could be a, a literal East versus West Coast kind of a thing because I think the East Coast has so much history involved with their surroundings. And the West Coast is like literally the Wild West, right? I mean, Hollywood is over here. There is like untapped possibility. And I would feel like, especially nowadays where things are kind of like agnostic, again, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun to fill in those gaps with, you know, again, maybe uh, movies is a kind of a uh, like a juvenile term here, but like fill it cinematically. What does that What does that yeah. mean? And, and I, I feel like you can. Well, you can see like the 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 cinematic way of dressing through how like Ralph himself dresses. Like when he's right. hanging out, when he's hanging out at his like place, like you know in New York or whatever. He you know you'll see him wearing his like pinstripe suits or turtlenecks. If he's on his ranch, he's wearing you know flannel shirts and like henleys and jeans and leather jackets and shit it's yeah it's kind of like dressing for your environment but it's also like this dude has like f- the wardrobe of like six different people depending on when he where he's living you know and it's that like, i have that you know literally like i yeah. have so, i mean i think personally some people might take it the wrong way but i have definitely have a, a lot of variety in my wardrobe to me it's all cohesive because i to me it's like i liked it so i picked it but you know, there's a lot of different vibes. You know, it's 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 called vibe for a reason it's called here. Vibe. You know, but it's like you know, I'm able to kind of you know use what I have and force it into other aesthetics. You know, it's like, yeah, I I can do Ivy, I can be Esquire Man, I can be you know Brycelands or Drakes, and I think a lot of other guys get where Ralph Lauren's coming from. I feel like that's kind of the basis of a little bit of social media. You know, to kind of encapsulate this cinematic idea in one image, but. Mm. 
I would, you know, some people might say, oh, well, that's all fake. But I feel like people do this in like real life, too. It, it, it represents like the friends that you hang out with, you know, the places that you'd like to frequent. They kind of become a part of your world. And I think brands, you know, we'll get into friends and everything and hobbies later on. But I think other brands have followed Ralph at suit, too, where Drake's is one great example of mm-hmm. kind of this kind of world. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, they started out just taking photos of their staff in London. You know, it's kind of agnostically. Here's, you know. It's more like Tumblr, kind of like what the Armory did. And the Armory has a very good brand idea, but it wasn't cinematic. No offense to Mark Cho, but I feel like, you know, it's just, it's very nice clothing. It's, it's a, you know, it's international classic. But Drake's, when they opened their New York store and when they had the guys there at the time, the way they shot it, probably a testament to Fred Castleberry, it feels cinematic. It's shot almost like a film, like... Maybe yeah. a little bit of like a film uh, still, but also in the same way that Ralph Lauren kind of composes his shots. There's like the movements or, the, you know, they're kind of frozen in time, but they, they kind of be in, they're kind of indicative of an action. Right. Like, you I know, mean, there's... there's the there's the shoot where Alex Winchell is wearing the black tie and hailing a cab. And it's it's kind of, you know, it's telling the beginning of a story. Like, yeah, where's they're, this they're... guy going? Yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's wearing those leopard print, uh, leopard print uh, evening shoes. You know, or like I the mean, ones you can talk are... about. You could talk about Fred Castleberry's other, like his photography, where he <laughs> literally tries to do puts yeah movie subtitles stills. as if it, it as if it is a film. And he also has done film stuff, like short film stuff, which you mm-hmm. know, I you know, if you you can call it cheesy if you want to, but I think the merit is so great there, like to be able to again create this idea. You know, even if you're not aware of like you know um, Wes Anderson, and even though Bean Spencer can see the differences between his stuff and Wes Anderson stuff, it's still a great example of exercising this kind of control, um, yeah, uh, and creative uh, creative work. You know, and it's so it's all it's all there. The music you choose and everything. But yeah, Drake's you know was was one was one that does. I think a lot of people have followed that too. I think that I got inspired by by this idea with my photography. Um, you know, to kind of. It's not just I don't like I don't especially know this I don't like just taking a, a flat image of someone I I will take those two for for explanation's sake but I I love taking candidates because it's the world that we literally where we are you know yeah. and this is not something that is just stuck with you know menswear I mean I would say that other brands do this a lot too you could think of fucking Rick Owens where not just in the mm-hmm. shoots not just in the in the in the uh, what do you call it, the runway shows, but he has this eye for whatever the Rick Owens world is. He has yeah. designed like you look at you look at stores, pictures of yeah. his his like French apartment or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, this is where Rick Owens lives. It's like this weird like cement <laughs> like hovel, but yeah. it, it fits into it fits into his aesthetic ideal, and that's something I don't know. That's something I admire when you can like uh where, where you where you can take where you can take your style and apply it to other I, other like oh absolutely arts. and even even if you're not designing you know i think that yeah. there is kind of a way of, of doing it too where like um like mohawk uh you know the the curate they're a retailer of men's and women's clothing they opened a home goods like section now and it's cool to see okay like they're not making the home goods but this is what a mohawk person could have in their home you know, it's maybe mm-hmm. reflective of the owners of what they have in their home. So I think that that's kind of that's kind of cool, you know, mm-hmm. and of, like I think a lot of people, again, follow suit with this. I mean, it might be harder for us since we're, you know, we're not we don't have a cool a place where it's all like art. We don't have like a studio or anything, but I can think of guys like like um, uh, Marco, right, where like he has mm-hmm. this kind of a style and cinematically everything, everything in his world applies to it, you know, where. He, he rides motorcycles. He also likes to go to like underground raves in the fucking sewer, you know? And then that's where you get to see, okay, so that's where the engineer boots 
but the star pants come into play here, you know, or his like yeah. mesh tank tops, but a, you know, biker jacket. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into this into kind of thinking of yourself as like a character. Like, what does this person wear? And if, and if someone were to play you in a movie, what would the costume designer pick? You know, yeah. for us, it might be a What's... boring movie, but uh, <laughs> my dinner with Andre, but we'll get to that in a second. Hey. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I'm jumping a little ahead in okay, the, yeah, go in ahead. the notes here, but I think this might be a good place to to you know, quote Brett, another another Patreon or another patron, sorry. Yeah. Um, who uh, who he says that his main two influences uh, are Bob. He's like big and he's a he's a team for context. If you don't know Brett, you should follow him on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Fantastic guy. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a really nice guy. He's also a TV writer. A TV critic for the decider. Uh, De- decider, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> forgot that for a second. But um, he says that his two main influences are Bob Newhart on the Bob Newhart Show and Robert Wagner on Heart to Heart. Um, I think this is. I'm quoting him here. I think my style is mostly a celebration of masculinity, a kind of masculinity that I see on men in older sitcoms and TV shows. One that actually, for the first time in my life, feels like something I can totally lean into. Um, and then he talks about. I'm. I'm uh, I also think that I extend this to uh, all out to a world. My home office is modeled after Dartley's, Dr. Hartley's on Bob Newhart. I bought a 1986 Zenith television and hooked it up to an Apple TV. Um, I'm someone who loves order and aesthetics and planning and whatnot. So having an overarching mood board like a few old TV shows ends up influencing everything from iPhone cases to chairs to Christmas decorations, etc. Yeah, um, he says that he feels like he dresses like a character, like he could be out of this mm-hmm. world of like a, a sitcom or a 1980s mystery procedural that he kind of, I mean, this quote, you know, Ralph Lund with escapism, he wishes he was kind of living in that world, you know? Yeah. He says that clothes, uh, Brett says clothes all about communication and it's communication in a way is storytelling, which includes TV, movies, and books. They're all stories. Clothes are stories. And, you know, it's, it's also fun to kind of reference it, too, you know, like uh, with his uh, ID bracelet says Bob. And he did yeah. show us that he got a custom, I think, uh, cheers cheers. signet that ring. That thing is so cool. And, and it's it awesome because I feel like, you know, we, we're talking about this whole idea of, of signaling parts about personality. Some things can be more subtle than others. And people might not always be able to get it. You know, I don't, I don't think that a regular person who is maybe and like for me, I don't I didn't really watch all these old 80s, 90s TV shows or watch Nick at Night. So it might, it might be lost on me, but that doesn't mean that you can't take ownership of it and just do it anyway. It's kind of like wearing a merch T-shirt where it's by its very merit of being a, a, a piece of fandom of something. It's a very if you know, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not an elitism kind of kind of thing. It's actually kind of positive where when you're out there, someone goes, hey, I've, I've watched that show or hey, I've seen that band, you know, but it's like it's about expanding that merch idea into being what like, you know, what the person could be like, you know? Yeah. It's not just about wearing the TV, you know, like like a fan of rock and roll could wear, you know, I don't know, a kiss you know, uh, a Kiss T-shirt, and most fans of rock and roll do love Kiss. Yeah, so. but but you could also dress, you know, in leather jacket, boots, or whatever. You could dress like Gene Simmons without wearing a fucking Kiss T-shirt. Like you know, like there's a lot of ways of doing it, and there's you know, there's two different ways of approaching it. Like um, I think of how um, like Ben Wyatt. I don't know why I thought <laughs> of Ben Wyatt, but like you know the way that they show his outfits, like, you know, it's very like gingham shirts with like a skinny tie. Like, so it's like, he's kind of proper, but he has, 
you know, kind of a, a mood and kind of like a little bit of like youthfulness to him. And then when you see him when he's casual, like when he's like drunk or whatever, and I'm sorry I picked a TV character and not a movie character <laughs> here, but uh, he wears like a Letters to Cleo t-shirt. And I think that that's mm. kind of a fun, like, okay, so even though he's like this kind of straight lace CPA, he still listens to some some bands, some like indie bands here, you know? So I think that that's kind of fun. Um, but I'm sure that you're wondering, is this cosplay? Is this whole and everyone I think was wondering that? Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a lot of angry guys who didn't like my connotations to it. And first, I want to say that I don't think so. I don't think cinematic dressing is cosplay because to me, as someone, again, I don't, I'm not a true cosplayer. My definition of co- my my exercise in cosplay is so <laughs> easy. It's not it's crazy, but to me, cosplay is about representing a character by following a checklist. It's about it's about following mm-hmm. the exact look of uh, of a character. It's usually like a singular outfit, and I can think of things that usually have some kind of uniform or an unchanging costume design. Like I can think of Indiana Jones. Even though Indiana Jones, if you watch the movies, he has worn things more than his leather jacket. But most people think about it, you know. So if you were going to do a co- costume or cosplay of Indiana Jones, it would be that it's a direct lift without any room for interpretation. Um, and I I think the other thing is that this idea of dressing cinematically it was once again like not necessarily about dressing like someone else it's about um it's it's about i don't know like dressing like the character of you or dressing like you know just presenting yourself exactly how you want to be you know viewed yeah and so but i mean to be fair though at least for me that does take references to other things like i Mm. i i'm not gonna be I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I am kind of defined by what I like. You know, I feel like it's it's nice to to be like, yeah, I like Star Wars. and I want to show that I like Star Wars. I feel like I, I think we used to or I, at least I used to be against that look. But then I kind of changed a little bit here. And I same thing. I used to like look down on cosplay. But the more I think about it, the more at least it's 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 an example of like fun kind of losing yourself in this in this character. But that's what I think is a difference here where you're more in, ser- in cosplay. You're more in service of the thing you are copying as opposed to thinking about the context and the stated and unstated details that could be conducive to an outfit. It's about uh, dressing cinematically is about the other choices, not just checking stuff off. And so, like I said, like Indiana Jones has a lot of other interesting outfits that kind of make sense of the character, even if we don't recognize them. Like when he wears like a gray fedora and a suit, it's like, oh, yeah, like he wouldn't wear his beat up brown fedora and leather jacket to the classroom or when he's out on the yeah. date. He would be wearing a nicer fedora and a, you know, a, a suit. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of um it would be disingenuous to say that, you know, he's being inauthentic. Like he just has different outfits for what his, his context requires. And that's kind of cinematic dressing in itself, thinking of Indiana Jones that way, which I think is really smart when you see him from the cold open, right in Peru. And then you see him teaching class. It's like, okay, there's two sides to this character. People can be multifaceted. Cinematic dressing is all you have to do is just think about Indiana Jones. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. And I'm thinking about Indiana Jones 24 seven. So yeah. But uh, to to say again, I think cosplay is kind of a positive term for me because to me, it actually, it, it, it was never a thing to, like, it wasn't a derisive term because, again, this could be just an L.A. thing here, you know, being, growing up Asian, having friends who watched anime and went to anime expos. I'll have some pictures of me at anime expo in the picture, in, in the, in the uh, show notes here. But to me, it was a positive term. I mean, even though it was silly and, you know, obviously something that you couldn't wear, it was, again, this idea about losing yourself and you know, having this kind of art form into creating an elaborate costume that is accurate, 
you know, I think that that's kind of cool. Like, you know, I can't knock like guys who dress super period accurate all the time because it's actually kind of cool to be in that mindset and to kind of frame your dressing that way. And I used to cosplay. Obviously, my outfits and my, the characters I dressed as were <laughs> more menswear inclined. Like, yeah. I think of Light Yagami from Death Note. He wears like a school uniform for the first season. He wears like a black suit. And so for him, though, it's not just about wearing like the black suit with like the gold and black striped tie. You have to have the hair. You got to have the wig, the blonde hair for Yagami. And you have to have the Death Note, the notebook. And you have to have the Apple because that, like, those small pieces are what make you that particular character and not just a random dude, you know, with blonde hair and a suit. And I think hmm. that to me, you know, as I look back at costume, like, wow, that's actually pretty interesting, you know? And I think um, when I have, when I know people who have made like the Gundam costumes, like literally like made out of like plastic and, and 3D printed, or even like the Star Wars 501st stuff, you know, you're not, sometimes you could be a regular stormtrooper or you can be a scout trooper, but you can't wear a stormtrooper mask and be a scout trooper like there's other details involved there also the armor I mean, I is guess really different you know that's yeah it's like it's I, I mean the 501st especially then you're getting into the territory of like you know it's like war reenacting a little yeah, bit yeah there, there's specific out, rules there when you're picking out a, a an outfit whatever uniform for war reenacting right um you have to, you have to like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, you have to fit the uniform. <laughs> you do, you do. And I feel like, and so for me, being in LA, you do see people cosplaying out in public. And at first I used to kind of knock it, but then I'm like, you know, like they are kind of doing their own thing. You know, I feel like it's, it's not, and you know, if, if this is me changing my mind, then, then so be it. Because now when I go to little Tokyo, I think it's actually nice that a group of friends are there, you know, wearing the wigs, you know. And, and I see, I recognize the anime. It's like, oh, there's Demon Slayer right there. That's pretty cool. And sometimes it is it is really great, the attention to detail that they have and this kind of just pure, you know, I, my only term for it is narcissism, but I guess you call it control over the surrounding to be like, you know what, I'm going to wear this. It's actually very, it's very heartwarming to me. But and that's I mean, all. We know, we know people who got into cosplay and then just started making like real clothes. Like that's, that's, the, that's the other cool thing. It's like there, there are... I mean, I'm not as big and I, I don't have any experience with cosplay in the same way that you do, but there are very lazy cosplays where it's like everything's from Party City or whatever. But there are some people who take it who seriously, really get into yeah. it and like make the garments themselves. And I mean, hey, that's that's pretty cool. That is cool. And I think what's awesome here is one of the guys in my mm-hmm. old Facebook group, which is still active. I just don't moderate it as much anymore. Um, but Cameron, he was a cosplayer, but he also liked menswear. And so he was able to see all the, you know, because if you're looking to, okay, you can't find Han Solo's jacket, like out, like out there. Like it's, it might be, have, it might have a base in like some old eighties work jacket, but you know, there's stuff added to it. And so being aware of those details made him a natural, uh, enthusiast of like vintage and seeing the different stuff there. But what he did make the Han Solo jacket, but the cool thing that he did was that Han Solo's jacket is so cool that you can wear it with regular stuff and it's not that yep. big of a difference here, you know? It's like wearing the drive jacket. It's like wearing the cool. drive jacket or wearing the, <laughs> we're, or wearing Quince M65, you know? Or no, I think it's an M53, I think. I don't know. I haven't watched Jaws in a while. Maybe it's time for our annual rewatch of Jaws. Our Jaws watch. Right. But here's where here's where I start to like, kind of like it. So there's this concept called Disney bounding that is kind of cosplay light, not, not in the... I would say lower way of like the party city one where it feels lazy, but one that is still just as intentional, but applicable to real life. Now, people who have followed the discord and, and the, and the podcast know what Disney bounding is, but I'll, I'll say it again here. It was this concept of dressing inspired by a Disney character to be worn 
legitimately at the park. And by legitimately, I mean like you weren't getting in trouble because Disneyland says you cannot wear a literal, like real accurate costume because you don't want to be, you don't want to be confused for the actual cast members who are there to get their picture taken with kids. You don't want, you don't want that mm-hmm. to happen. And so people kind of got around it, not to, not to kind of, you know, it's, it's not to like make a big deal, but to kind of be like, I want to have some fun. It's a fun way of thinking about what do you wear to Disneyland? Because nowadays when you go to Disneyland, if you wanted to be the best, you would probably wear workout clothing, a big hat, you know, comfortable shoes, a fanny pack, yeah. because you'd be standing in line and being in the hot sun. But you don't have to do that. And so people dress like the character. You, if, you know, if you wanted to be, you know, Cinderella in her blue dress, you could maybe wear like a light blue, you could wear a light blue dress and maybe put your hair up in a bun like she does. I don't know if it's called a bun. I don't know how women describe their hat and their hairstyles. But it's like, okay, like for that day, you are kind of dressing like Cinderella. And I think that that's kind of that's kind of cool. It kind of defined a little bit too much of like the of the of the early 2010s. But it's actually just a celebration of fun here. And it's not out of context because you're going to Disneyland here where Mm. there's a world for you guys, you know. And even though it sounds like it's restrictive here, uh, there's actually like hundreds of disney characters you could dress up as and because it's such a loose interpretation where you wear clothes you know i guess at the basic form it's just basically color matching yeah but that could be anything right like so for example my example here is like if you want to be mickey mouse right you could wear like a black t-shirt and red shorts or you could wear you know for menswear stuff black turtleneck and red you know red corduroy pants if it's cold maybe you'd wear like a black rayon shirt and red like linen trousers when it's summertime like there's to me i've always been into this um and i you know, i used to disney bound as well uh, maybe i'll have some pictures of that so i'm kind of poisoned by this idea of cinematic dressing where i start to see these references here and especially disneyland kind of like a merch t-shirt it's kind of like if you know you know and a lot of times when we go to Disneyland, like oh hey look there's a, a kid is wearing like cream pants and an orange shirt is he finding nemo this day well his mom is or wearing is he just yeah or is, is just he just dressed like that yeah or but his mom i think there's one time where like i saw like a girl wearing like a like a purple tank top and like green uh skinny jeans and then the dad yeah. was wearing red and i'm like okay sebastian and little mermaid i don't know if like it could be just a dad wearing a red shirt or something it's a big coincidence what yeah. if you what if you walked up and his name was sebastian and he's like, hello, man. <laughs> <laughs> hello, man. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, I think you know, it's, it's, not, it's not about gatekeeping in that sense, I feel like. I think there it's more of a celebration where if someone were to ask you, you could be like, oh, yeah, I'm dressed like this and it's kind of fun. I mean, that's how people did it at Dapper Day where they'd walk up to us a little bit there, you know, and they'd mm-hmm. be, even though we weren't dressed as a character, we were obviously in this world of Dapper Day and people would ask what do you guys dress up for? And you go, hey, this is Dapper Dates for like twice a year we get to dress up. It's cool. It's cool when people ask you that so you can kind of include them, you know? Yeah. It's like wearing, a, it's I mean, like wearing pins or patches or whatever. And once again, I mean, if you if you just boil it down to you're just taking either the color combination or the specific vibe of the character, then it just becomes kind of like it's just a suggestion or whatever. Yeah, it's a like suggestion. a prompt. Um, seeds from a hat it's it's a vibe putting together yeah for putting together an outfit yeah you know and i think i think it's great i mean like when i used to go to disneyland more often with some fellow disney heads you know like there'd be like disney bound challenges that you would do and i feel like we do this yeah like you said we do the kind of the same thing where when we go out it's like okay what are the vibes today like spencer are we wearing sport coats like near the like Mm -hmm. we want to 
even though we, we're still going to stand out, it's nice to be cohesive and kind of be like, you know, kind of share what this world that we're creating with, with the, with the outside yeah. world. And I feel like this comes down to a question of what, what makes up this world? What is the cinematic world that we are dressing for? And Kiyoshi has two, two points to this. Um, he says, number one, you can think of the world that already exists. What a, what a boring thing um, <laughs> via, you know, but like, you know, think about like, you know, via your brand or a brand, you know, a specific brand or theme or identity. Or number two, think of where you actually work, where you socialize, where you hang out and imagine what this character of you would cinematically wear to that place and event. Again, he did ask me when I was going to do a photo shoot with someone, he goes, okay, if you want, like, if this is like your favorite photo shoot, what would this character of yours be? If they played you, if this was a pivotal moment in the movie of you, what would that yeah. be? And I, I like that. I think, and number two, I think that that's great. I think um, his his idea of where you work, where you socialize, where you hang out is grounded and realistic and approachable. And again, this could be just our LA thing here, but in our places, it is literally agnostic. You know, people yeah. don't care here as much. Maybe, again, maybe this is just a West Coast versus East Coast kind of a thing. It could be also America versus London, but the LA doesn't have this context like we said here. So we we do have this ability to kind of jump in and even though the movie of us could be boring, I feel like that just make, gives us even more ammo to create this identity for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I, I dress pretty well for the context of my life. Like, you know, I wear a lot of yeah. like rugged Americana shit and I love like, I genuinely like going to like greasy spoon diners and like dive bars and, you know, like shit like that. Um, yeah. I, it, it, it just kind of like, it fits. And I feel like, see, I think that Spencer, I think maybe your, your yours kind of makes more sense after all, as, as as much as I've known you. And for me, I think it's funny where I think maybe because of my own narcissism and my own snobbery that I kind of, not for, force is a kind of a bad term here, but I generally like the stuff that Spencer does here, but I feel like I dress, quote, like myself. And for example, when I started going to trivia, you know, it's my local dive-ish Irish pub that's a sports, basically a sports pub. And, you know, I... It's one of those things where I could have dressed more conducive for that place. I could dress more like Spencer. But realistically speaking, my my wardrobe is much more tailored than Spencer's. I wear a tie more than he does. I wear sport coats more than mm-hmm. he does. And although sometimes I do wear, you know, if I'm, if I'm going out with friends, I do dress in like the kind of more dark French Ivy inspired way. Sometimes when it's my local bar, I just wear whatever I'm wearing that day. And it happens to be kind of Ivy. And something I realized while we were making the notes for this is like, I can't think. Where what's another bar where it's a local place that maybe the bartenders know him, the local people know him for going there for trivia, and he's wearing a fucking suit and a tweed jacket <laughs> and a tie. It's fucking Fraser and Cheers, man. And I You're think it's Fraser. So... Do they do trivia and in, in Cheers? No, but I'm just saying like that's the reason okay. why I go. But you know, I mean, I guess Fraser did watch sports. So it's actually kind of actually did they? They kind of retconned. I think Fraser did go. He's like more of like a man's man. He just happens to be dressed up oh, in yeah. Cheers. But then when they went back to Fraser, he became a lot more like <laughs> intellectual or like nerdy and kind of closed off. Um, even though Niles is, is more. I, I hate that we're talking more about TV than movies. <laughs> it's fine. I it's mean, fine. hey, we can we can piss everybody on like Letterboxd or Film Twitter off by just declaring that TV is movies. Well, well, not HBO. <laughs> HBO, it's not television. It's not television. Um, but I think it's kind of fun where, like, over time, yeah, like, you could say I was making a mistake by dressing up to the bar. But then now, you know, Rudy, my local bartender, knows me. I know his son's name is Ethan, which I think is kind of funny, you know. And 
we my friends and I go there and we're you know sometimes we're fitted like I wear my thing we have Sylvia who wears kind of the more Isimiyaki kind of more not avant-garde but a lot more flowy designery expensive human fashion subreddit type of style and it becomes our thing like in this world in this quote movie of Ethan it's my thing to go to trivia wearing my tweed jackets and it's fine and it almost it makes sense for the character and it's it's kind of silly but you know you have like fucking you have Frasier as an example there or if we're talking about movies you know even though it's just two guys talking my dinner with Andre is kind of a fucking menswear yeah. movie here dude we were looking at pictures of this yesterday and it's yeah. like Wallace Shawn's got a corduroy jacket with an OCBD and black knit tie and then Andre uh, He's Andre, got, he's got the big sh- chunky shawl collar cardigan. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of fun to uh, to think about this way. Like, okay, obviously, like they could have worn anything to this dinner, but there's you know, it's fun to think about. Okay, why? What are these people here? Are they? I I've never seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like it's again like when I I do the fucking you know Abed thing of filtering everything through pop culture. That's right. But yeah, it's. But it's like if you're if you're going out to like a, a a a nice dinner with friends or something, would you rather just show up? Oh, I'm just gonna wear my jeans and a t-shirt, or would you be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like my dinner with Andre? Or if you're going to like a dinner late night with friends, rather than being like, I'm gonna wear my pajama bottoms that I'm already in, being like, okay, this is like the scene in like Taxi Driver where all the taxi drivers are at that late t- late night diner and like hanging out after they clock out. It's like it's. <laughs> it is very cheesy when you like actually put, like think about it, but but we like the cheese. Of, we like the cheese yeah, a little it's like, bit. You know, it's, it's a fun. It's like I said. It's just a. It's just a way of putting together an outfit and like you know channeling a vibe. And I th- I feel like we've been doing that a lot more lately, or, or we've been more aware of this because of the pandemic you know where nowadays it's not as easy to hang out anymore so you literally sometimes only have the opportunity for a dinner or for that drink to kind of dress up and wouldn't it be fun to kind of fill it with the vibe of the character you want you know Mm -hmm. like i remember when i went to hang out with the gooch brothers and again this is something I, i have not seen them in like basically almost two years at this point right and it's after work i normally when i'm at work if i if I didn't take a shower early enough, I'm just going to stay in pajamas all day because it's just too late. But I was like, okay, I'm going to get Boba with them. It's an opportunity to get fitted. What 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 vibes am I going to go for? What character is this? What is the situation? And it's raining. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be some layers there. It's kind of cold for LA. Um, might as well dress conducive for that. So I wore like a corduroy suit, navy turtleneck, a sweater vest, you know, long wings for shoes. Um, and then uh, like a fedora and an M43 over it because I didn't get my barber yet. And it's like, okay, like this is what like this guy, Ethan, would be going to meet up with his friends. Kind of practical, kind of trad by which it, I'm just wearing a corduroy jacket. A little <laughs> bit rugged, but practical, but still dressy, you know? And it, it, it is silly. It's like, yeah, you're getting dressed to go get boba. But when you didn't get dressed at all at home, why not get dressed up to go to boba? Why not fill in that context? Yeah. Make it a cinematic thing. And of course, I am a photographer in the very loose definition of the word here, I love taking pictures of my friends. But I know I think my friends get that idea too because they like to be solidified in this world. And if we think we, we make jokes about the sad canon and, and canonized for the blog, but the blog is kind of its own world too, right? Like there's this kind of idea, this world that my friends all fit in, you know, of us getting boba, us going to Dapper Day, where these characters mm-hmm. of ours do this. Obviously, you know, you're missing the context of Spencer studying at home, Ethan making spreadsheets but when we do present ourselves you know outwardly it is fun as a mindset to think about you know it's 
it's it's what is it's what's conducive and accessible for this character and i think this mindset you know is something that we've this visual thinking is also one reason why when we read die workwear's essay on book core why it's like oh yeah that's Mm -hmm. it right there like that's that's why it's so cool and i think derek is on something here we have a whole stream on book core but i think derek has kind of tapped into this idea where people in menswear are starting to dress like they are going to an independent bookstore you know, but when you expand upon that, like, I mean, yeah, you could think about it as like a trend, like dark academia, whatever. But the root of it is what does a person who goes to an independent bookstore yeah, what is, look like? What is this character dressed like? And if you go to these things, which I don't go to as much, I'm starting to because my girlfriend loves reading. She loves bookstores. She loves the library. I think it's so great. I, I started to read more. Obviously, there's, that's the reason why I read Absolutely on Music, one of my favorite books. Um but like thinking about this way, like, okay, like when you go there, you notice these kind of like it's it's equal parts, pieces of clothing and attitude. You know, I think the way that Derek frames it, there's a little bit of like an East Coast lean to it, a little bit of a metropolitan idea of like, you know, the rich retired professor who just spends his time at the bookstore drinking coffee and reading, like, you know, some fucking French literature going to a, an author talk on the, in the middle of a day, you know, and he's wearing probably like a big coat, you know, maybe some comfortable like dad sneakers, but then like like dress slacks and OCBD or a Western shirt. Cause it's like, it's casual for mm-hmm. them. And it's like this idea of being kind of comfortable, a little bit of trad, but kind of, kind of quirky at the same time too. Like, I think my girlfriend dresses very book core where, you know, yeah, I can't think of, you know, when I look at Isabel, she's wearing like, kind of like fun patterned pants, you know, Mary Jane's, a merch t-shirt of her favorite band or a favorite independent artist with like a big cardigan because she gets cold and then like a tote bag. And you could say that it's, you know, it could be trendy, but I know her and she looks like a person who would go to the bookstore. And like, Mm. it just kind of makes sense. It's comfortable because, you know, you're sitting down. It's flowy. It's quirky. There's fun socks involved here. But if I was making a movie and I had to think of inspiration, you know, I wouldn't lift the actual outfit, but... I would say that Isabel has a vibe that I could use for a character who would be book core in, in some movie, you know? And I think mm-hmm. hopefully I do the same thing too. Um, there's also that sense of maybe when you go to a bookstore thing that is book core, because that's literally what you're doing, you know, there's the I mean, opposite way of thinking about it. When, whenever I go to a museum, I want to be like dressed up. Cause I'm like, I want to be the cool intellectual who's wearing like a sport coat and looking at art, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's kind of a way of, you know, if this is, our way of thinking about art, because I mean, maybe a, a couple people think that us talking about taste is a little too, it's a disservice to art, but maybe this is how, this is why we consider it art, because it's like as if we were making a movie here. Mm-hmm. It's like stepping into that character and kind of, you know, again, having a prompt. It's like, you know, maybe not the art of pure, you know, inspiration, but it's like, you know, if you're doing an essay or an art history or an art project and goes, okay, you have to, you have to paint like, uh, cubism okay well and, and now it's an exercise in painting a cubism just like how when i took my film class it's like okay you have to have a movie that goes in and out of lighting changes five times i'm like okay well that's that's kind of cool like now i have a frame of a prompt you know to kind of think mm-hmm. about how to make this thing so clothing is kind of the same way here you know again this is just because in real life there aren't a lot of menswear events you know like spencer said like you know, especially when you go to the, now Especially now. And the whole museum example is such a good idea um, or a good example of it because 
you know, people go to museums wearing whatever they want. You know, you sometimes you see tourists there wearing comfortable clothing. You see people, you know, people visit the people visit the Getty when they when they come to L.A. And I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's like the art kids who come there, you know, all the time. Then you get like the people who are there on a date. There's and you get people who work there. There's so many characters to kind of choose from. And it is it's silly, but a fun silly. I think I think the, the, the framing mindset here is if you want to have fun, you know, kind of lose yourself in the moment as Eminem did. Um, <laughs> cinematic dressing kind of fills in that gap for you. You know, you, you think of yourself as the character and the director. I, and I think every menswear guy kind of does this, right? Oh, like absolutely. to an extent. Yeah. Like, I mean, every, every menswear guy, when they get dressed, they say it's like, I'm an, I'm a gentleman. I'm, I'm an old school gentleman or like, I'm like a, like, you know, vintage guys. It's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an Esquire man. Um, That's me. Or like. <laughs> <laughs> that's you um or people who want to dress like you know fred astaire anyone who's like into ivy is like subconsciously thinking it's like yeah i'm just like the kids and take ivy i'm just like the guy at yale yeah and and maybe if they don't think that way maybe that's our projection onto them just because we're so used to that i mean it's it's abed <laughs> brain dude it's like yeah it's like like you know in like the paintball episode like oh we're just gonna do star wars now we're doing star wars like it's just you know <laughs> and Again, I can't emphasize how silly this is because, I mean, Spencer and I go on TV tropes, you know, it's like, it's one of those mm. things. Our friend Aldous is the same way, you know, I think w- one of the reasons why we have this kind of community of guys who kind of are able to think this way and kind of get it, and obviously this is not for everyone, but I'm not surprised a lot of our friends also go on TV tropes, also like to think of themselves as a character. Kyoshi is very, you know, he has a very um, brand mindset, you know, like he likes to dress in service of a brand sometimes, you know, like, like, you know, like to, to, to like 18 East and see what a mm-hmm. designer is doing. Or there's the opposite like us where we try and go, okay, what world are we kind of? Yeah. I'm going to take here? this piece from this brand and fit it into my world rather than saying, I'm going to get into the like engineered garments, you know, 18 East capital Drake's art, whatever world. Yeah. Like, how am I going to take this? How am I going to take this Drake's piece and make it fit into my wardrobe? That's right. And I think that's where, you know, my ideas of taste kind of come in here where, it's, you know, if we're thinking about my definition of like, is it, it's a vehicle of your point of view, those those ideas are kind of equal to me, you know, I think. And, and sometimes you don't even have to be beholden to either one. Sometimes I might, if I had enough drakes, I would wear all drakes maybe as a fun, as a fun exercise, you know. Okay, I'm going to lose myself in Michael Hill's world of whatever this is. Or I'll do it the other way and I'll be, okay, how do I take this Drake's tie and make it not Drake's? You know, I'll wear it with like a DB suit and a spirit point collar. So it looks a little bit less Ivy. You know, I think that the cinematic dressing again is a prompt that you can go in almost any direction with it. And it's mm-hmm. not really restrictive because I, I know that a lot of people are going to come at this and not to be all chest brain here, but they're going to say, oh, okay, well, are, is this authentic? Are, are you being your true self? And I think that's kind of the wrong way of thinking about it because, you know, it's inherently an, maybe this is a hot take an inauthentic experience because you are putting yourself in service of a prompt if that's your definition of authenticity the the I, the presence of a prompt p- takes the power away from you a little bit but then you do get the power back after deciding how to answer that prompt yeah, so it goes I mean, it I, goes both I'm, ways i'm still wearing the clothes that i want to even if like when i'm getting dressed i'm thinking it's like oh i just watched you know this like I just watched this like B movie from 1960, like one. So I'm going to wear, I'm going to dress like, you know, I'm going to wear like a sport shirt and like a sport coat or whatever. Cause that's what the, you know, that's the vibe of the movie. Um, yeah. I'm still, I'm wearing that because I want to, because that's the mood that I'm in. So even though it's, you know, I don't, it's like what I picked out. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it goes, you know, I, 
I don't want to say that we're going to dive too deep here on choice and like what what constitutes a choice, right? Like I think that that's mm. you're getting it's getting it gets too nitty gritty there. And and the thing is with movies, like right, like it, I understand that everything is so intentional, but sometimes you just have to sit back and lose yourself in the movie here, you know, to like to look at it and enjoy it. And the thing with cinema dressing is you are both the director and the audience, you know, and then you're also when you're interacting with other people, they can also be kind of the audience as well so there's a lot that goes into it where it's a it's a silly thing i mean it's like it's like abed being fucking jesus in his documentary where it's a movie <laughs> about making a movie like there's so much stuff there and it's still i mean they played up for laughs but that's kind of about fashion right like that's mm-hmm. it's not that serious to us um even though we take it seriously you know it's it and that's kind of like the fun idea about like you know, when i make a youtube video like i clearly like spencer says like you picked it because you like it i i love the movie i'm making obviously I am copying the beginning of of uh, fucking uh, 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 Casino Royale, you know, with the black and white and two guys talking to each other. And one guy gets shot. But I do that because I like it and I, yeah. I authentically like it. You know, I mean, you could see like, you know, like uh, <laughs> like Tarantino or PTA, like people or Wes Anderson, people who steal from like visual uh, like, you know, visual flares from older directors. Um, I think, you know, like like Wes Anderson especially and like Quentin Tarantino who like take entire sequences from older movies um it's just yeah it's just a way of like kind of showing your inspirations I think yeah and I feel like I don't think that that's pretentious at all you know we we had a conversation on taste where whether that's strong um whether that strong expression of taste is pretentious but I feel like sometimes you just you're proud of what you like and I think that that's fine too it's again my maybe my mindset is kind of like Disney bounding where you are showing what you like. You are showing that you like Ivy. You are showing that you like Brycelands. You are showing that you like the Armory. And it could be as specific as wearing a literal piece from them, or it can be expanded as dressing in the vibe of that brand or that tailor or whatever. And I think being aware of it, like we've said in plenty of other stuff, um, being aware of all the details that go into it is a fun way of, you know, of seeing how far you can get into that idea while pushing the idea of is it you or not? And I think that that's mm-hmm. it's fun, right? Like even when you do improv, you're probably thinking of like other things that are funny. Like you're not creating an entirely new idea right off the bat here. You know, if you really want to think about it, you could be like, oh, well, that guy's improv is clearly inspired by Scott Ackerman or something like that. But <laughs> I feel like that's fine too. And if you recognize that, it should be a launching point to find other stuff. Just like with movies, we're yeah. like, okay, if you're, like we talked about in taste, where if you're aware that you like a certain type of movie maybe if you like dinner my dinner with andre maybe you'd like the conversation or like frost nixon even though frost nixon yeah. i think the movie kind of expands or maybe like the two popes Just that's a good example people talking <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh two popes good movie um or young pope tv show um, or new pope also tv show is that really there's there's that one yeah too? it's the sequel to the young pope oh shit jude and law it's, um no no because i don't think jude law's in that season it's uh uh, John Malkovich is the Pope. Oh shit! Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's a fun jumping up point because dressing cinematically, it, it, if you just think about it like like a movie in all forms of it, it's the movies are supposed to be fun, man. Like it's there's so much you can watch other movies, you can watch you, know, you can watch other directors, and the same thing with fashion. If you like a certain look, do you like the tailor? Do you like the vibe? Do you like the tie? Do you like you know, the fit, the silhouette, there's so many choices that go into this. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's, 
it's, it's, it's about filling in the gaps that you have in regular life. I don't care if that's escapism because movies are escapism. You come here uh, for you come here to a place where, you know, sometimes heartbreak feels good in a place like this, you know, for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there is no more dress code anymore, at least for us. This is where we're, we're, we're operating from here. You have so many choices, you know, it's it's like. It's almost as if cinematic dressing is a way of creating a dress code for yourself. Yeah. And that's technically I took Spencer's quote right there. I took it from him, but you know, he wrote that down and uh, <laughs> you got the I, line too fast. Like Jamie, Jamie taco. Yeah. The TV show. But I really, I really enjoy this idea. And I think, I think more people should try it. And if not, that's okay too. I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's again, one of those things where I'm convinced a lot of people subconsciously do some form of this. I mean, maybe yeah. we'll like release this episode and everyone's like, oh, this is just called like thinking <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, joke's on us, you know? So yeah. This, yeah, this is this is not like a new idea here. And I'm sure like since I hear other people do this too. We just call it this this way because that's how we think about it. You know, we saw the Ralph mm-hmm. Lauren article like, you know, kind of, oh yeah, cinematic dressing. And I feel like, you know, you can call it whatever you like, but this is just our way of, of framing it. And yeah. hopefully maybe it'll open some doors for you guys. Or like every other episode, whether it's on taste or proportions, maybe you already knew this and this is completely useless for you and completely uh, banal. So good for you. You got it. You're, yeah. you're already there, you, baby. You did it already. You're already a director. Kid goes to the Congrats. movies. Was it the kid? Get the the kid makes the picture. What is it? The kid stays in the picture. There you go. Is that Bogdanovich? Do- that's Bogdanovich, right? Uh, no, no, that's, that's the last about, picture show. Yeah, that's the last picture show. The kid stays in the picture is about uh, uh, Robert Evans, the producer of The Godfather. Oh, that's um, right. You know, we could have, we should have done like a Siskel and Ebert thing at the top, um, uh, where how? we both give a thumbs up. Well, I guess that doesn't really play in a podcast. The, the Siskel and Ebert thing we could have done is, if I'm Siskel and you're Ebert, then I die. And then you get like jaw cancer, and then you die. <laughs> there we go. Wait, they're yeah. both dead? Oh yeah, they're both. Yeah, dead. Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, Siskel died in like the '90s, and Ebert died a couple years ago. That's right. Yeah. Man, uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, we could have been Tim and Greg. We're just like scream. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about Waldorf and uh, what's, the, what's the other Muppet? Astoria. <laughs> what is this? What's yeah? Wait, Waldorf and. It's another name of a hotel. Statler. Statler. Right? Yeah, it's Statler. Waldorf yeah. and Statler. <laughs> um, but also if you if you come out of this thinking that we're that we're film bros, I want to tell you that uh, number one, I am not. I have the worst taste in movies. Actually that's not true. I have like okay taste, by which I mean, you know, it's not I'm I'm one of those guys like uh Star Wars, big thumbs up, you know. Irishman, yeah. thumbs up also, but it's long. <laughs> um there i yeah i uh i don't know if this is like a film bro thing but um i started really liking the movie i liked the movie old when i saw it and then when i was talking to ethan he didn't like it and i started liking it more out of spite (laughs) and um i I don't know i think it might be a film throw film bro thing to like obsessively defend m night Shyamalan, but i'm on his side now i thought that film bro discourse on that movie has changed now where people like actually this is not good not hey depends on who you follow <laughs> I, I i think I, I saw some twitter thread where some guys like yeah i'm rewatching this and i'm like i used to like defend it now i'm like this this is not holding up i thought that was kind of funny i should have screenshot that for you yeah. um 
But hey, maybe my film bro thing is defending John Williams. Like I think <laughs> that that's my thing. I'll defend him to the ends of the earth. Um, but yeah, I mean, we both again, we both like movies, and this is kind of coming from that part, um, coming from that from that realm. And I think it's kind of clear to see here who's the sillier one. It's me because <laughs> I have sillier taste in movies. I love SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, I don't like. I don't love Ready Player One, but I'll watch it. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of us. Although we both are in agreement, Spider Man Three sucked. Uh, it's kind of bad. Are you talking? Are you talking the new one? The no, new I'm actually Spider-Man talking 3, about right? the original one. Actually, yeah. I mean, I haven't actually watched the third Spider Man movie. I remember not li- liking it last time I watched it. I'm like more willing to def- like. I like the Raimi Spider Mans. I think the first two are pretty good. Yeah. I haven't seen the third in a while. I have a feeling if I watched it, I'd still be like, ah, this is a miss. Yeah, it's like I the mean... thing with the prequels. I like. I I get that. Oof. Like all the. All the, I mean, I grew up with the prequels, and I don't have the same nostalgia. No, no, I, I don't, like, I don't either. I think I remember yeah. being like, episode. I mean, episode three is only good because it ties in so strongly. Um, but uh, again, here, see, this is a good example. Here, we're not, we're not trying to, we're not looking at some fucking Russian films about people freezing to death. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, I, I talk about Star Wars. I was and that's kind my, of my local, thing. my local rep theater did have Soviet September. Uh, where they were showing like Soviet movies all month, and I was bummed out because I wanted to go, but I missed out. I didn't. I was always like, me and my friends were like, "Oh, we'll go this weekend," and then something would come up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. But that's what. That's it, guys. We we like our movies. We have different taste in movies, but I think a a genuine love of of cinema. I call it. I just say movies because mine's not that serious. I call um, them the pictures. Oh, uh, oh no! I saw the most pretentious one. You want to know what it is? Yeah, Kino. Oh, Kino. Yes. Yeah, that's a film bro like Twitter thing right there, dude. Yeah, like True a, a Kino. Yeah, a girl was all like, "Yeah, if he's into Kino, he'll like these movies." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, dude." I I know like it was like a joke TikTok kind of a thing. You yeah. talk about like different movies. It's movie circle jerk right there. Yeah, exactly. So, again, and it meant to be the same way. But this is hopefully enlightening for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um and if not, I'm sorry. Can't please everybody yeah um you can see more pictures of ethan cosplaying on the blog a little bit of rest um as well as a small write-up on this but i think we kind of covered everything here i don't think i have anything else to add with my own words uh i think we we said the final word on movies that's right movies and they can start making them now hey spielberg time to rest (laughs) yeah (laughs) a little bit of rest yeah just a little bit um well thank you know if you guys want to ever contribute to this essay which um thank you shout out to brett jtr um kiyoshi that you guys all did a did a wonderful job kind of inspiring this this particular episode um go to patreon.com slash style and direction and you can join us five dollars a month you get the access to our discord where we talk about stuff like this um we talk about what we like in clothing specifically when we have links to clothing on ebay and other places yeah. you know people sell and their own clothing here bonus episodes Bo- where yep. we talk more about movies that's right they're usually silly ones uh and i, I think we actually like that one because next uh the one for february is uh death on the nile Ooh, um, yeah that's right Exciting. all the champagne enough champagne to fill the nile <laughs> that's right lock the doors the murderer <laughs> is in this room <laughs> there's been another murder there has been Every- a murder everywhere that guy goes there's a murder if i were him i would like to stay home <laughs> i like how i mean i like how the because um, it's called death on the nile and i like uh-huh. how the tagline is murder was only the beginning because murder <laughs> on the only stress was the first one 
They don't want to go. This, what if the twist is that this, this one was actually just an accident and you can tell from the title because it's not like murder or killing or anything. Is it's that just death? Oh, did we just spoil it for ourselves? I don't think so, because okay. that would be a really anticlimactic ending where it's like, oh, actually, he tripped. And he fell out. He fell off the boat. He, he fell on a knife. <laughs> I like how I like how you don't see uh, Arnie Hammer a lot in the uh, in the yeah, film. Yeah, or Leticia Wright. Or Leticia Because this, this was shot in 2019. That's before right. She was, before she was churlish, but... <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you'll have to go to the Patreon to get access to that one. Uh, $10 a month. Uh, you don't get anything extra, but it's just us thanking you for supporting our podcast and, and my blog by extension. So thank you to Austin Malott, Shane Curry, Philip Lagarde, Audrey Jessica, Jarek Colian, and Henrik Wilberg. We appreciate you guys yeah. a lot. Um, we couldn't do this without you. We could, but it would just be sad if <laughs> we wouldn't get that much money. Yeah. Um, thank you to oh we haven't thanked mj for producing the podcast in a while oh Whoa, thank you, shit mj we're gonna have Sorry, a strike MJ. from our producer pretty soon here <laughs> um well thank you to mj for producing the podcast i'm ethan m wong i'm spencer dso and we will see you guys in the next one also totally forgot twitch stream twitch.tv style direction oh yeah yeah uh twice a week monday and thursdays uh on twitch uh catch us then if you want to talk to us directly as well without joining the patreon but we'd love you on both yeah We'll see you guys next time. And cut. That's a wrap. (laughs) Call it. (laughs) That's lunch. (laughs) Craft services. Craft services. TMZ. (laughs) They're outside. Okay. Okay. That's it.